This podcast discusses naughty experiences, uses naughty language, and all the naughty things your parents won't want to hear about. Talk dirty to me. everybody i am so excited to be recording again a new episode with a new guest but not only is actually let me take that back a new episode with a friend because this is not just any guest i am so excited to introduce you to daphne who's going to be my co-host for the rest of season three Mm -hmm. daphne hi hello thank you we're like waving and clapping as if loads of people are in the room (laughs) We are performers. Yeah, we are indeed. We are indeed. I am so excited to have you on the podcast and to be like, we've got some amazing people lined up. I've been speaking to a lot of friends. We had like a girls' night last night, and a few of my friends who were, a few of our friends who were there, Mm. um, were like, "Oh my god, we want to get on podcast, especially when you girls are hosting it together." So you, so for the next few episodes, there might be a few solo ones here and there, but not too too many. Um, Daphne is going to be walking on this journey with me and whilst we kind of navigate different subjects and stuff together as yeah. I had with my previous co-hosts, a co-host and, um, and then we will be interviewing guests together. I thought yeah. this episode is a good chance for us to get to know each other in this regard, yes. for the listeners to get to know you. Um, so tell us. Tell us one thing that you, first of all, like, you know, do your little spiel, a little welcome. Yes. um, And then tell us a, tell us something that you think everybody should try in life. mm -hmm. And then tell us something that you would like to get better at when you're ready. Hmm. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh my God. Honestly, so excited. We've been talking about this for so long. Literally so long. long. But not even just having you as a guest, like literally talking, I mean, not even having you as a co-host, but literally talking about just having you as a guest. I mean, for ages. And then it dawned on us like, Wait a two weeks ago or something, we were like, yeah. wait, fuck, should we do this? Should we, like, do this, do this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm so excited. I'm so honoured to yeah. be your uh, co-pilot Woo-hoo! on this. It's going to be co-pilot. so much fun. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Um, and, yes, so, and we know each other. I mean, we actually haven't known each other for that long. No, six months. Yeah, six months. Six months only. I know. But oh we God. we we worked together. Yes. Um and we kind of started off in the same department, working very closely together, and then we sort of then I branched out into a different part of the the company. Yeah. Um and we still literally spend more time together than yeah. we do our own work. Yeah. <laughs> we actually do. We actually do. Yeah. And we see each other outside of work a lot. And we as well, yeah, that's right, of course, because we bonded over being actors and yes. writers and you're yeah. a dancer and musician, I'm fucking not. Um, well, but you're right, and I'm fucking not. But we we got up being artists together. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we've basically just kind of taken to each other and have like forced each other on these journeys of like yeah. audition for community theatre and all yeah. this stuff because we're like we actually need someone to sort of push us. Oh yeah. And I could not be more grateful to have found you in this crazy no, job. Likewise. Um. Yeah, and I think yeah, and we've talked with. about this as well. Like, we literally came into each other's lives yeah. when we needed it. We, like, we needed yeah. that person to sort of, you know, join us on this crazy journey yeah. that it can be to be an artist. Um, and be like, you're going to have hard days, you're going to have really shit days, yeah. it's okay to cry, let's cry together. Yeah, but also, oh, like, we've done better that. Than this. Yeah. yeah, we've done oh, it we've so done that. many times. <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, yeah. So, that was a very brief introduction. Yes. Um... Let me answer your questions. Please do. Yes. 
One thing I think everybody should try, and this is going to be very much uh, related to our whole acting mm-hmm. thing, um, because it's something I end up telling a lot of people for some reason. But I okay. think, genuinely, I think everybody should do some sort of improv in their mm. life. And even, like, it does not matter, like, what you do, but even prepare... like. For me, the mm-hmm. first time I did improv was I was so bad at it because, you know, you get in your head and you mm-hmm. become a perfectionist and, and you don't want to mess up and you don't want to... And being in a in a scenario where you're probably put on the stand and you're like, have absolutely, you know, you haven't prepped anything, you don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. Um, you're going to try and do something that's going to move people or make people laugh or whatever. Mm-hmm. And letting your guards down mm-hmm. somehow is something... I just know how much I learned of that mm. on a personal level yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, it's really... Because the first times you fuck it up, it's it's such a painful moment. Yeah. But then you get over it. And also, I think in the... Like, I fucking love improv. Yeah, And I think on that note of, like, it's so painful, but everyone else in the room... N- remembers that time they had that moment. Exactly. Or everyone else in the room is in the same position and they're they're next in the circle, they're about to have that moment. Yeah. Like, it yeah. is such a communal sense of, yeah. like, do you know what? That joke didn't land. Yeah. Fuck it, we move on. Yeah. Because if you dwell on what doesn't work in improv... Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. it, like, good luck. Good. Exactly. Don't quit your day job. Like. Exactly. No, but that's so true. And I remember the first time I, I had to go down on that stage and all of my classmates and friends were yeah. there. And they were super, like, solid... Like, yeah. they had done it for a long time. Okay. And I remember thinking to myself, like, planning out what I had to say and do. Yeah. And it fell through. So it was mm-hmm. miserable. Mm-hmm. And my teacher looked at me and he was like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. what was that? And I was like, I'm never going to do that again. I'm uh-huh. never going to try. Because, like, life is unexpected. Uh-huh. You cannot. And I think that was the, the lesson for me. It's like, you know, life is really unexpected. And you can never. You have to be prepared for the, for whatever's going to happen. Um, and I, I, I'm usually saying to people, like, if, if people are struggling to do job interviews or, you know, whatever it might be, go take a fucking improv lesson. Yeah, please. And, and everything after that will feel easier. Yeah. And do you know what? My, I've got a family friend who's an old-timey actress who's mm. been um, working for 30 years or something in the industry. And she was saying, she was helping me with an audition for a master's program um, for drama school. Mm-hmm. And she was saying the difference between us as artists and actors yeah. and an accountant is mm-hmm. we could do their job and they couldn't do ours. Oh, She's like, because you could sweet. sit down and learn the numbers yeah. and figure out how to do these equations. I mean, not me personally, <laughs> but... <laughs> no. But she, she's like, but they could not stand on a stage in front of 500 people nope. and perform a soliloquy. Nope. But it's so you, true. Yeah. And, and I think something like... Something like improv as well. So many people who are not actors or performers in any way, not just mm-hmm. actors, but performers, who see improv as actually like kind of a really, really, like a really cheap laugh, like a good, yeah. night. you know, you're like, oh, fuck, oh. I don't want to go to an open mic night or whatever. It's exactly. Like, actually, you have no idea the work that goes into something like an open night. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. I mean, when we went to the shit-faced Shakespeare, which everybody should go on I mean, it was so good. It was legendary. It was so much fun. And I was just utterly impressed with those actors. Because they are, first of all, like, they're like classically trained Shakespeare actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but they're also superb improvisers. Yeah. Because they would all the time just catch each other. Yeah. And that's not easy done. Like, and it's not even in, like, our English No, anymore. exactly, yeah. exactly. It was really amazing. It's improvising in Shakespearean. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so impressive when you know how much hard work goes into it. Yeah. And how much you need to let go of your own ego. Because mm-hmm. you need to not be afraid to fail. Yeah. And look ridiculous. Yeah. And say something that's going to be like, whoa, that was a, you know, flaw. Yeah. But also at the same time, Time, what you what I also found like having gone to like I remember doing improv classes literally when I was 13 at school mm. which were what back then like literally nothing yeah. but like I've been doing it for so long mm. I haven't done it in a while but note to self yeah <laughs> exactly yeah um but I remember there were so many moments of like oh, this joke is going to land and it's going to be fucking great. Yeah. And sometimes I was right and nothing felt better. Especially if you know. Exactly. But it also felt amazing when you were like, oh, okay, whatever, I just have to say it. Yeah. Saying something, no confidence behind it and it's, yeah. it gets a laugh. Like, or if you just do something yeah. automatically, it just comes from you organically. You don't even have time to think about it. Yeah, it's just And it just nature. hits the spot and you're like, you get that laugh or you get that goosebump or yeah. you get that whatever it is. Yeah. It's honestly, a, it's a magical experience. Yeah. Um, Okay, so yeah. people should do improv classes. Yeah, and not agree. just actors, like, like anyone. Yeah, anyone. I think the job interview thing is really interesting as well. I, like I think it's, I think, and I think, you know, that's the beauty of being an artist and especially an actor. You learn a lot of life skills yeah. that's useful in any sort of circumstance you'll be in. Sure. And I think, you know, it's, it's really helped. It, it, I think it's helping people to get less restrictive and less mm-hmm. self-conscious and less, like all of those things. Yeah. The other thing, um, what I want to get better at, get better at I'm going <coughs> to cheat a little bit because I'm going to say two things. Okay, go on. Um, <laughs> That's fine. First thing is I want to play the piano. Love that. Yeah. Okay. And I haven't started. I don't know how to, but I'm going to yeah, at some will. point. I'm okay, going to. And then I want to um, speak French fluently. Oh, great. That's on my bucket list. Yeah. So you can teach me. Yeah, oh, well, I'm not fluent. That's, well, that's you can like teach me my. You can. <laughs> yeah, that's literally like my my I want to get better at as well is literally French as yeah. well. Literally. Yeah. Um, it's an amazing language. It no, it is. Yeah. So uh, and it's and it is everywhere in London. Yeah. It Every is. corner of London. It's, it's just sophisticated so and yeah. erotic and yeah, it is beautiful. Little, oh oh, yeah, oh. we love it. So in terms of sort of our lives and everything for more context for everybody um mm. gorgeous daphne here is from denmark and yes. moved to london um a year ago she's sort of been bouncing around all over the place mm. um and as you all know i went to university in the states and i've moved back to london so we have just been having a good catch up about sort of how it feels to be living in another kind of another country and what you miss when you go back to visit and you know there's a lot of things that you take for granted while you're in it because it's just your reality and you don't really think much of it yeah um and i yes i went home i went home almost for the entire summer which was Mm -hmm. gorgeous yeah and then i was just back again last weekend and i sort of after i came back the second time i i don't know i've been feeling a lot of like you know just some weird sort of homesick mm-hmm. in a weird way mm-hmm. that I haven't done for a long time because I've been so, you know, certain of why I was here and yeah. very much like very uh, determined and whatnot. And I think with the season changing as well, with, you know, with sort of going into autumn, which is one of my 
like I think it is my favorite season. You, it, I mean, it screams you. It's like, like, it's cozy. Season. Yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> just cozy and happy oh. and content, and yeah, and it screams you. Also. It's I love yeah, it. I love it, and it's yeah. like fresh, and the sun is shining, but mm. it's sort of like you get. It's just it's the. So I have not been in Denmark for the last two years during autumn, mm-hmm. and. And then a few years back, I was in LA for six months, and, and that was during autumn as well. Oh, okay. So okay, for okay. the last like five years, I've only had like a couple of years at home during this sort of season, mm-hmm. and I've I've not thought about that before, but I think it sort of dawned on me today that a lot of the things that I, you know, think of about you know Denmark and autumn in Denmark and the beauty of that, which it like, you know, it's it's the same here. It's not like it's not the same. Right. 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 But the traditions and yeah. um, and when you said the whole thing about baking, I was just thinking about you know my dad and I and my brother we we always make these apple pies and mm. we'll go and pick the apples and it's sort of like rainy and cloudy and we'll go inside and oh. and and you know um, have the fireplace on yeah and and make that and you know just that whole. F- and I haven't felt that for years now, mm-hmm. and I think that sort of just I don't know it just. So it's a it weird it's a weird moment sometimes where that kind of thing you know hits you, mm-hmm. um, and it's so interesting to talk to you about that because we we have very much the same experiences with that kind of thing and also mm-hmm. completely different yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was a bit different for you because you London is your home, mm-hmm. and then you went to New York and then that became your home yeah and it's such an odd feeling to have different places to feel like home yeah. I think you know what I think it, it's a constant sort of check-in with yourself in terms yeah. of priorities. Yeah. And always checking in and see like is this still does this still make sense to me? Yeah. And and I feel like as well you kind of need to go home, you need to go back for a bit at yeah. a time in order to like in order to kind of understand why you'd question it anyway. Yeah. Like cuz you kind of you know you were telling me about um some friends you have back home yeah um and like and how some people have just reacted differently to the move to london mm. and i think that um you kind of need to go back there and be reminded of the people who stayed and what their lives are like had you stayed you know because that's what you you know that's what you're missing out on yeah but and it's not like you're looking at it and thinking, oh my God, I'm so glad I walked away from that, whatever, which is also a t- challenge in itself because as you said, you've left somewhere, but you were happy and content. Mm-hmm. But leaving and going back and seeing kind of happy, I, I mean, I think it's almost like more incentive to then just make shit work for you where yeah. you are. Yeah. Because as you said, any day you could be like, oh, fuck it, I'm mm. just going to go back home. Mm. But that's the easier route. I was just about to say. And that's not... And not that there aren't challenges in doing that. I came back home yeah, after uni. You know, exactly. Mine's kind of the opposite. Um, but it's... You know, there are challenges in it, but for you, it's almost a cop-out to then be like, I tried London, it didn't work out. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. And that would be giving up. Yeah, a little me. bit, a little bit. But I, I, that feeling you had with you when you came back to London after uh, New York, that was the same feeling I had when leaving LA. That right. was, I did not want to go home. Yeah. I felt very much um, out of place when I came home. Right, right, and, right. And it was like a good six months before I started to really like, feel at home again. And yeah. that was a surreal moment to me because I was like, I don't feel like this is my home anymore. Mm-hmm. And I still, 
you know, that was still my, I had my best friends, I had my family, I had everything. Mm-hmm. And they were all so excited to have me back. Yeah, of course. And I just, I was just not there. Yeah. I was not there. And I just couldn't, I was, every day I would see how can I get back. And mm-hmm. like the States is just difficult because you, you know, there's, you can't just go. Yeah. And I had no money. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I just, I could not go. And I'm so glad I didn't. Because mm-hmm. I actually don't know if I would have just stayed. Yeah. Um, and I need... I need my base back home. Yeah. That's that's and I've really come to learn that in mm-hmm. the last five years. That in order to do these things and to sort of live this very um unstable and adventurous life. Yeah. I need I that like going home is my grounding. Yeah. And that's where important. I know I have as you said, you know, I, I I have my people that I know will always be there. Yeah. I have my I know exactly what to do to make myself feel um at ease or relaxed or mm-hmm. whatever I need, I know I can get it there. Um Yeah, fair enough. But so but so going here was so different for me because there were way more sacrifices. Yeah. Uh and I think even just, you know, getting a bit older, even if it's just a few years, you get more settled and yeah. suddenly I saw myself having such a big life and a big net a big network and here. No, in Denmark. Okay. And then leaving all of that was suddenly just pointless right somehow but again every like i don't if i if if it was truly pointless for me i would go home mm-hmm. but it's not it makes sense to me every day to be here it's just yeah. some moments it just hits me a little bit and i'm like hmm. and tell me tell me how you got to london like what made because you studied in la and then you mm. went back to denmark yeah and then like what made you choose london when and you know how what was that whole process like it and was how long random, was it it was a random process because i didn't necessarily think london mm-hmm. i was so focused on on new york or la i right. was i wanted to go back to the states yeah and then i remember actually right when i came back from from la i was talking to my mom and i was talking to her about this sort of inner conflict I had with myself. Right. And she mentioned some she mentioned London because she was like why don't you consider going to London instead? Mm. It's easier, it's closer. Yeah. I mean not easier but just closer. Yeah. Um and at that point obviously it was before Brexit. Right. So you didn't need to have a visa, you didn't need a whole lot of things you could just go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, nah, I'm not really feeling it because I was so much in the American sort of mindset. Had and you had you been to London before? Yes, once. Okay. And I loved it. I yeah. loved the city. I just never saw myself living here. Sure, I was like, sure. it's because also I for me it was so theater based, and I I was out of L A. That was so much film and film, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do there. I'm yeah. just it's, and I think also the timing was not right for me there. Mm-hmm. So I. I spent a lot of time in Copenhagen and and did my things there and then and then I just felt like I needed a change of scenery. I mm-hmm. needed to, to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I I spoke with my my very old and very close friends about this and at one point one of them mentioned to me that her her sister's sort of partner's family blah 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 mm-hmm. um who's living in <coughs> London were looking for a nanny. Okay. And she mentioned to me that, you know, I had been talking very briefly about London. And she was like, do you, do you think that could still be something you would want to do? Okay. And I was like, mm, I don't I don't think so. Yeah. But at that time, 
I had I had a really hard time because I was I just ended my studies in Copenhagen. I went back home to my parents for a while, and I'd been just going for mm. like four years. Yeah, yeah, of course. Not taking a moment to stop, and suddenly there was complete silence around me, mm-hmm. and I I didn't feel anything. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what. I suddenly just felt like I was like, okay, I need to do something different. Yeah. Um. And then she mentioned this, and I sort of considered it for a little bit and I was like you know what let me just have a chat with them see what I feel and then you know take it from there yeah and then you know we we hit it off um me and that family and then COVID hit so we sort of like postponed it a little bit and then I got here in sort of September 2020 2020 okay and was here for six months and couldn't do anything creative because it was, right. everything was shut down. So were you a nanny then? I was a nanny. Okay, gotcha. I was very much a full-time nanny and mm-hmm. it was a bit of a bizarre thing to be here because it was mm-hmm. a ghost town and yeah. everything was closed. And I I couldn't do what I was meaning to do. I yeah. took some art classes and stuff just to, to try that out yeah. and be... It was so depressing. But then. it was depressing. And I was like, you know what, this is too tough I need to go I need to just go back home and then come back when the timing is right yeah so I was here for six months went back home in March and then came back last October um and at that point I had really started to love London and I'd gotten I'd gotten um very sort of um life-changing for me I found a Danish friend while I was a nanny Mm. and she and I sort of had similar ambitions to different things, mm-hmm. but we had the same eager to mm-hmm. be here, and we had such a hunger to see like what what would London be like, and we felt like Denmark was not big enough right. for our sort of dreams. Okay. Um, and I think if she, if I hadn't met her, I don't know if I'd gone gone back because we sort of stayed in that together. We That's were like, so important. let's find a flat together. Let's. Let's. Oh my God! Is this your roommate? Yeah. It's oh, my I roommate. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's really sweet. Yeah, and it was so random, but she was. I mean, I think we were so important for each other. Yeah. And 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 she's the reason why I'm here, one hundred percent. Yeah. Was she a nanny as well then? Yes, okay. she was, and we were in the same area, so it was very random. Yeah. Our mothers just like connected, and they were like, "Do you oh. want each other's numbers?" And we were like, "Well, why not?" Yeah. And, as well. And, um. So. So yeah, and then we decided to just start this new chapter where we were like, we don't know what's going to come of it, but Mm -hmm. let's just try it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's a major, like, she's home for me as well here. Because she's, one thing is she's Danish. So she has all of that, like we talked about traditions and culture Mm -hmm. and stuff. We have that together. Do you you guys speak Danish at home? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we have awesome. a lot of Danish things, and we do we eat Danish food, and Aww. we're very much like it's very much a Danish space, yeah. which I think we both need. And she's very much, you know, I think we and we're good at you know when she's being hit by you know being homesick or whatnot, I can be the one being like, yes, I get you, I know mm-hmm. exactly how you feel, yeah. But think about all of these things, having yeah, having that space, and then also especially something like the language, being able to go yeah. home and not live on your own, where you then or living with an English roommate who you then have to continue to be like exactly. going home, and at the end of the day, seven o'clock, you get in the front door, you're both back from work, you just speak in your mother tongue. Is yeah. that is so sacred? It is, and, and I think yeah, that like. You're so, That's so you're special. So I don't think. On. See, I don't think I realized that 
that's how you guys met. I think yeah. it was like a friend from, you know, who just yeah. was Danish or something. And I, it's I don't such think a coincidence that she is Danish because we, yeah. we met here. We met in London. <clears throat> yeah, that's fine. And it was funny because when I first was asked by my sort of, um, by the mom in the family, she was like, oh. do you want to meet up with this Danish gal? And I was like, yeah. no. I, I, why would I meet up with a Danish girl? I want yeah. to meet international in people. I yeah. want to meet English people. I don't want to meet Danish people. I, yeah. mean, I have a lot. So of, I'm here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I was so... Because when I lived in LA, it was such an international environment. And right. I loved that. Yeah. I loved it. So I was like, no, why would I, why would I do that? And now, as you said, so grateful. It's, it's sacred. Mm-hmm. So this is a question that I have for you, Missy. Okay. Um, okay. As you are... Now, pardon, this might be a bit of a gross stereotype, like an <laughs> overstatement. It's all right. But as you're Danish, yes. and Denmark is known to be quite a, a sexually liberated, mm. free country, mm-hmm. as far as I know, mm-hmm. what, you know, how... Tell me a bit about sort of... Um, more In more of the sort of talk dirty to me yes vain yes like how has it been to sort of grow up there and what have you learned like what how actually i'm really interested to know sort of how the public and government kind of look at sexuality and Mm. sexual experiences and stuff Mm. because particularly in london it's not you know everything's very taboo where like a lot more private in the states it was quite different so going to uni in new york was like very different yeah but i've always sort of imagined like denmark to literally i'm not kidding i picture it as like everyone's always naked Like, I kind of want that to be true. I'm going to disappoint you. We're not. We're not? Okay. To be fair, you also have such good style that I'm like... Yeah, it would be a shame. Waste all those clothes. But, you know what? It's a funny thing. So, yes. I mean, we... I think... I do understand why there's that sort of image Mm -hmm. of Denmark. I mean, we were the first country to release pornography legally. Oh, wow. We were the first country to do that. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I think... So, but what's really interesting is that sort of the 70s, maybe also like the 80s mm-hmm. were like crazy. Okay. Everybody would be literally naked all the time. Oh my God, obsessed. And every, it would be like, you know, uh, just everybody having sex on top of each other. It was like, oh my God. it was like Gosh. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then sort of in the 90s, things began to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now I think we're having a little bit of a sort of... You know how things go up and down, and I mm-hmm. think we're having an, a reaction. Okay. On so it's very much a generation thing, I think, because my parents okay. were young in that age where right. it was like all go, and I think now it's sort of like, yeah, we've seen you naked, we get right. it, we get it, <laughs> like we've seen everything. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> we we might not want that or need that. Right. Okay. It's been really funny. So a couple of years ago, there was this major sort of um, nationwide survey made called. Okay sexual i think uh-huh. no sexist sexist and it was sort of sent out to everybody's um emails to be responding to this survey everybody from like 18 to i want to say 65 but it might have been like 70 or something like that oh wow so to make like a really sort of um full image of like consensus of, yeah, yeah exactly okay. and it would be all kinds of of questions within the sort of sexual universe okay um, and that, that was really interesting because I think we had, as you said, we had an image of ourselves as well of being extremely uh, liberated. Mm-hmm. And that survey just showed that we might not be that liberated. Okay. I think we're more restricted than we thought we were. And, and especially 
the difference from men to women was striking. Okay. Because still today, even though there's a lot of, like, you know, equality things going on, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of... I think culture <clears throat> and biology is still playing a really big part of that, of okay. women women being way more restrictive in talking about it, in doing it, in expressing what they need and what right. they want and what like how they get satisfaction. Right, right, right. Um, and what was really interesting was also, because I now have listened to this podcast that is sort of in four episodes, mm-hmm. is... Um, is talking through this survey in with different sort of experts. Okay. And it's every episode is a new sort of approach to it. So one thing is like biology. The next thing is like um, approach to like sec- to discussion on sexuality. To and the sex that and the survey. So it's oh, like oh, oh, you know okay. why why do we see these different sort of this imbalance between mm-hmm. men and women and mm-hmm. uh, straight relationships and and homosexual relationships and okay because there's a lot of like, for example, a lesbian relationship would ha- would be way more satisfied okay. sexually than a straight one. As in both, or yeah. like the women in the straight, the woman in the straight one, the straight relationship versus the woman. In no, the that's a good point. The woman, the woman is in the straight relationship, and the and the women in the homosexual. Yeah. Do you know what I? I think I said this to you a few weeks ago, but I have come to realize. That the greatest paradox... Mm-hmm. Have I said this to you? No, I don't think so. I was talking to... Uh, oh, my, my last guest, um, Bella, about this. Mm-hmm. But my, I, I genuinely believe that the greatest paradox... And I've like come to notice this in the past kind of few months, more so than ever before. Like I feel like I've been aware of it, but I've never thought about it consciously. Mm-hmm. Is the greatest paradox in society, in our society at least, that we're aware of, is the the dynamics between men and women. Yeah. And now I'm not to discredit non-binary people who are non-binary and anything else, mm. but archetypes in society, men and women, and mm. the way that men and women believe that they need each other, mm. and the way that men... But like I oh I was also reading sorry I do I just had this thought and I do yeah. I do completely want to go back to your yeah, point yeah yeah no um, I mean <clears throat> just a teeny digression I had this I was reading this survey or this quiz or something somewhere mm. which was saying that men and women when they are looking for a, a, a like specific traits in a partner mm-hmm. more often than not women you know they always say like oh i want someone who's quite funny yeah and like a yeah. woman yeah. literally but yeah. a woman is looking for someone to make her laugh like someone who she finds funny mm-hmm. and a man is more likely looking for someone to find him funny oh i know and wow. I, when i was speaking to a guy friend of mine about this he was like but it's the perfect ma- match then for heterosexual well, couples. Well, y- you could say. I, I said that's yeah. one very like reductive way to look yeah. at it. <laughs> I said, but that in itself is part of this whole complex of men and women and how women have literally since the beginning of our lives mm. are like raised and conditioned to believe that we need a man's like approval mm. basically. Mm. And this point in itself is so... When I read it, I was like, wait... Whoa, yeah, like, do yeah. people not know about this? Like, how is this not more widely talked about? Because yeah. most girls have guy friends, most guys have girlfriends as well. You know, like, uh, uh, not just relationships, but, like, in your life you have mm. these conversations and stuff. And for me, you know, having this 
desire to have someone make me laugh mm. is so important to me. I mean, because I love a good laugh. And so for me, it's yeah. not about like, I want a man to make me laugh. It's like, I want someone to, to make, make me, laugh. me laugh. Yeah. And then for a man, it's like, no, I need someone to find me funny. I need the validation exactly. of someone. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Completely. But, but it's, and mm. it's all, I, I don't think how we would survive without it. Yeah. I think people who, and they're, to be honest, there are not a lot of people without humor. A lot yeah. of people have humor. It's just sometimes you don't get it. Right. But but people that don't have humor, I don't understand <laughs> how they cope with life. Yeah. Because it's such a good way of also just like disarming some situ- Like sometimes yeah. it's just about, you know, let's put our guards down and let, let's just have laugh. a giggle. Right. That's so interesting. Uh, yeah, I think humor is, you know, it's a fundamental part of human connection as well. Oh my gosh, this has been an absolute treat. Oh. The, the crazy thing about this, Daphne and I was saying earlier, is we kind of have these conversations together all the time anyway, so yeah. we might as well just share it. Share it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Doing you guys a favour. Yes, so you can all now be a part of the yeah. clean version of our stories. Yes. Um, but Daphne, I'm so excited to like do this with you, go on oh this adventure God, with you. me too. Um, it was so much fun to do it with my friend Ella last series and the stories that we met and we both I mean we had my friend Bellagio on who I didn't even know that well she'd never met him before and then we had like literally Miller on who was um Ella's like best friend from childhood Mm. and I'd never met before so all of these different like elements of our lives coming together is always so amazing and then to hear the stories for the first time or to hear your friend share it again with someone else is exactly amazing Um, It's, it's gonna be incredible I'm very, very excited. So our first guest episode, we are going to record in the next like week or so. And so we'll aim to get that out for the start of October. Mm-hmm. Um, dates will be coming soon. Um, but this is, yeah, this is farewell for now. Send yeah, in for now. For now, uh, yeah. for a week. Yeah. But I will literally see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but please feel free to DM us at talk dirty to me on instagram or email at talkdirty at gmail.com um with any questions that you have for us we also mm-hmm. are so excited to have our next guest on um yes. who we actually we're, we're trying to organize a few different schedules right now so we're not sure who the next one's going to be but keep an eye out on instagram for the announcement of who the guest is going to be because the questions will definitely vary on who it is yeah um and so the next yeah the next episode will definitely share the questions that you have mm. um so please send questions questions that you want asked or if you have any situations that you want us to talk mm. about or mm. any dilemmas yeah. we love a good dilemma yes i mean all we do is talk about dilemmas. yeah literally anyway. yeah yeah we're experts we are it. we are the dilemma experts yeah. so please feel free to share anything mm. and everything and um yeah definitely it's gonna be great it's gonna be great i'm oh, so excited yeah me too